0: Hello everyone and welcome to Grip Lock Las Vegas Challenge Preview Show. I'm Hunter, joined as always by Trevor and Connor. And uh, today, only thing on the docket is the disc golf season that comes back in a little less than 24 hours. We've made Very it. Excited. We have officially arrived. If you're listening to the show and you aren't sure exactly what's going on, why is there a second episode of Grip Lock this week? It's something new that we're trying. Uh, so we're not gonna talk about any topics. Except for directly correlated to the Las Vegas Challenge, so for instance, a great topic that came up over the past few days, from Monday's grip lock to today, is the Jomez Media Rights with the Pro Tour. That is going to be covered on Monday's grip locked. This episode is 100% about the Las Vegas Challenge, and it's something new that we're trying on weeks of Pro Tour events that allow us to go a little bit more in depth, focus a little bit more on the tournament in a little bit of a shorter episode, and then Monday's episodes. Uh, will be the recap of the tournament, any storylines, and then some of your favorite off-season segments to kind of keep that feel going. um, So it's not just like recap, look at the next tournament, and that's the whole show.
1: This is like the study guide for before you go into the the coverage. Exactly.
0: And we're going to just kind of test it for the first few Pro Tours and see what y'all's response is, how you like it, and everything like that. And if it's something that y'all enjoy as having a second episode fully focused on the tournaments, we'll keep it around. If you don't, we'll just go back to where we were. No harm, no foul. But yeah, the Las Vegas Challenge starts tomorrow. I believe the first tee time, our live coverage time, is going to be 12 o'clock Eastern um, with the FPO lead card. And it is one heck of an FPO lead card. Mm -hmm. Uh, But let's just really quickly look at the courses. So so Las Vegas Challenge is still going to be at Wild Horse Golf Club like it's always been, playing three courses similar to the format that they've been using since 2016. Uh, One thing you might have heard is Paul McBeth not in attendance and he cited in uh, Upshot podcast, UltiWorld uh, Disc Golf podcast, he was in an interview with them, and he cited that the reasoning for this is because he doesn't feel like there's enough time allotted to practice and prepare for three courses. Essentially, he doesn't want to play three courses in a tournament. So first tournament of the year, Paul not going to be there. Seems like he either made a loud enough pushback with it, or he's not the only one that has pushback because the caddy book makes note. That if the Las Vegas Challenge returns to the Pro Tour in 2023, they'll be switching to two courses and be pushing the AMs back a weekend, so the yeah. prior weekend. Uh, it is kind of crazy to me to think that this weekend, like, a Pro Tour is coming in town and, like, there's an A-tier going on alongside it. Right. Yeah. Like, it's days, got the Elite Series. The days series of that are them.
1: dwindling. I think the Pro Tour is kind of putting their foot down with, like, you can tell, like, every step of everything that's going on with the Tour, they're... Slowly bringing in their standards. Like, this is how we want our tour to work. So, like, you're going to have to conform to it, which is yeah. good.
0: I do think it was interesting, too, that the Caddy Book said, like, if we were, if we're elite series again next year, I forget the exact wording, but it was a very, like, if we are on the Pro Tour, essentially, then we might have to do this. Right. So it seemed like the, the tournament itself wasn't, like, ecstatic about it and was, like, kind of not on the fence, but, like, it wasn't their decision. You could tell, like, the Pro Tour was the one saying, like, hey, uh, if, if we come back next year, it's got to be two courses. Because uh, it, it, it is fair. Essentially, the three courses, there's the Factory Store, the Infinite course, and the Innova course. Uh, the Factory Store course, that's the longest course. The Innova course is the second longest, but is the hardest course. That's the one they play twice. And the Infinite course is the shortest and the easiest. But the AMs, the Masters, uh, Open players, all of them, And the actual elite series field, the MPO and FPO, they all play the same three courses. So they're all just kind of rotating. So like all 500 or whatever players are on the property at the same time uh, all day, every day. So it's kind of, it is a little bit of a chaos, but the factory store, uh, when I was thinking through most of the holes that I remembered were from the end of a course. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the definitely the most memorable course. It played as the hardest last year. I think it will continue to play as the hardest. The infinite course is the shortest. That's the one that has like the triple island hole. If you remember that. Oh yeah. That hole, uh, and the factory store is the longest course. Not a ton of super memorable holes. It's just kind of oh, like no. when I looked through the course maps, there wasn't one hole that I was like, oh, if I I can describe this in three words and everyone will know what I'm talking. That about. one was
1: more to that one. If I remember correctly, was more just like typical typical golf course disc golf i think so whereas yeah. like the the other two kind of like you'll see like a hole just use like the kind of the the tree line or a little bit of a water feature like a yep. little bit of different stuff
0: yeah no definitely i i personally really enjoy this tournament i think partially go- disc golf on golf courses isn't bad it just can get overused and boring yeah, so like
1: I, this one, I will say this tournament does have a different feel.
0: But I wonder, like, if it was middle of the if it was middle of the season, if we would like feel. wouldn't like it as much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, is it, it because it's like the first coming back to disc golf, we're all excited yeah. that we don't really it care what true, course they're playing?
1: Sense. We do kind of like start getting sick of it by the time it gets to like last year was like when it got to the Portland Open, we're like, oh, this was supposed to be at Milo, and now we're yeah, yeah, you know, at the golf course, and that's when we started to get tired of it. And I think it also is because like. We, we had like the eagle just dominating because he was throwing those rollers. And it, it was a little bit like it's like we were watching the same event on repeat, mm-hmm. I think is what the case was. But there are there are aspects that I like. Um, the wind especially can become a, a factor when you're not in as much in the woods. There's a lot of open space for wind. Uh, to play a part, I really like a lot of times what they do with pins. You're going to see at Las Vegas what they'll do a lot of times is actually do like the uh, little wedged pedestals, so they can put the pins on like hillsides and they'll put them around bunkers. And I do like watching um, players try and navigate that and the possibility of rollaways and all of that. So they're, yeah, they're, it also
0: makes upshots like a little bit more right. interesting when you got like a hazard right next to the exactly. hole. So you're like, if I mess up by 20 feet, I'm putting for three and, instead of two or
1: whatever. You know, and you get to watch the disc fly quite yeah. a bit like I mean it's still
2: fun th- to have a have a golf course every once in a while because yeah. you can just watch the players just crush and really just see how far the people that throw far yeah
1: I, I mean like, honestly throw. when I think about how I would like a tour to be like the courses I would love like a 30 30 30 you've got like a third of it is like the golf course style stuff a third of it is like the mix stuff and a third of it is like tight wooded technical disc golf like I wouldn't mind that just sprinkle it all in like that
0: yeah no that definitely definitely makes sense but very excited to get the, the year kicked off here. A few storylines to pay attention to. First off, this is obviously going to be the first real tournament. The All Star event happened. We got to see some of it. This is the first real tournament that we'll see with players repping their new sponsors. The most notable to look out for this weekend Ricky, obviously, back mm-hmm. with DD. Uh, Nico, back to Gateway slash Clash Discs, uh, which the is popcorn. like popcorn. Yeah, a fin- they have a popcorn is one of their putters. Uh, it's like a Finnish manufacturer. Looks pretty interesting. He's throwing uh I forget the name, maybe the mint, I think is one of the discs that he was throwing a lot. Uh, oh, are they from,
1: they're the ones that did the different flavors?
0: I think so. Yeah. I
1: I remember seeing that because they had like a, a disc called like the mango and the mint, and there was another one. They were like so I guess the popcorn kinda goes along with that. So they were using mm. flavors for their disc types. Yeah. Which I love that. I think that's so creative. Yeah. So he's
0: he'll be like repping them. <laughs> yeah. He'll be repping them in, in gateway. So that's something I mean Nico throwing gateway just kind of feels right. I
1: think it seems like Nico's back in "I can throw whatever I want" mode.
0: Kind of a little hel- bit,
1: which helps him, I think, because like, like for his game, like he needs to have very specific molts to be able to throw those flex shots all over the place. Yeah. So
0: uh, then we have Chris Dickerson with Discraft. That'll be something cool to keep an eye on. Yeah. Uh, Mattio uh, left prodigies with Westside. Andrew Marwe DGA Linus Carlson uh, Latitude Kona Panis. DD, big one to keep an eye on there. Katrina Allen, DGA, and then Haley King to Enova. Obviously, there's a lot more movement than just those, but to me, on these courses, I think these are the players that are like in position that they could push to the top and do mm-hmm. well, and it's going to be fun to at least see them. Chris, this is the first time we're going to see him this far out west, uh, but it's yeah. going to be fun just to see these players with new logos on their back, new bag, discs in their bag. Um, I'm On this list, I think I'm very interested to see Chris Dickerson, Andrew Marweed, Kona, and Katrina. I think those are my four that I'm like most interested to watch.
1: I think of all of them on the list, Katrina and Dickerson are the two that'll be like the most like you have to like double take a little bit. Like yeah. it'd, be, it'd be very weird they're because they're so prodigy. synonymous with the prodigy. Like watching Dickerson putt with like Challenger OS or whatever he goes with, like that'll be very odd. Um and I think another thing to look for is not just the new discs people are playing with but in particularly in the case of Kona the new contract pressure yeah how that affects people I have
0: noticed she's been putting out more content recently which I feel like is I don't know that's like a clause let me make sure that I'm not lying maybe like I maybe just like started getting recommended to me more she's been doing this but let me go to her YouTube channel so we have two days ago, two weeks ago, one month ago. It's so like every other week, month ago, then six months ago, six months ago, year ago, year ago. So she has been. So like, uh, yeah, starting the season off, it seems like every two weeks she's uploading some type of new vlog style video. Uh, she's always been very active on Instagram, but it yeah. seems like YouTube, she's starting to, to focus on a little bit there. The interesting though, how it translates to the course, because this, a lot of the pressure is going to be on, on course performance for mm-hmm. her, especially. Katrina Allen She's proved it on the course. She's a reigning world champion. You know, I don't think it's going to take her. She played very well at the all-star weekend. I don't right, think it's going to take yeah. long to figure out DGA. It's just going to be fun to see her and Andrew Marweed's bag. I know. With DGA. I've
1: never been this excited for like in the bags to start coming out. Yeah. I need to like, I need to like get back on that, like be looking for them because there's so many that I'm very curious. Like yeah. Dickerson and and both the DGA bags,
0: like the DGA who, bags, I'm fascinating. Who knows? By. Yeah, who Dickerson. Knows? I feel like we could probably guess most of his bag. There'll probably be like a probably mold be, or yeah, two. like the Challenger a, OS putting. Saying, that's a yeah, surprise. Dickerson's but, the type
1: of guy. Like he'll pick some sneaky ones. Yeah. So,
0: but for the most part, I mean, it's kind of like. Like, Discraft is such a popular brand nowadays. It's kind of like Innova back in the day. Right, where you Like, you got the staple molds. You know what's in people's bags. And then everyone has, like, their one or two they throw in. Like, Paul had the Nova
2: and whatever. Yeah. It'll be so fun. I love it whenever people switch over to new companies and they make a disc that everybody kind of forgot about mainstream for right. like that is so much fun yeah. like what if chris dickerson just like throws the zombie all over the place yeah, yeah. yeah. it'd like, be so zombie, much fun i forgot about the zombie zombies i actually found one nice. when i was going
0: i was going through my basement reorganizing my discs mm-hmm. i bought like the shoe rack like you had yeah uh also you can tell gabby you know she was asking you how many you had like oh is that a lot uh-huh. i fully filled up two of them and then i just found like 30 more discs wow. so i don't know what to do i had to get a third nice. uh i have a problem but no, uh I was going through it's it, and all, I found like three or four all, it zombies all
1: appreciates in value, man it's yeah. it's like it's investment <laughs> it's <laughs> equity. I found
0: like three or four zombies. I forgot that disc completely existed. It's a good disc I feel pretty good. I don't know what they yeah. do, but I think they're just like they they were advertised as long of. longer buzzes, but I think uh, they were flippier. It yeah, is kind of like a I stalker
1: they're kind of like stalkers, yeah, it's like a beadless stalker. It's kind of The reason yeah, they don't make them right now is because Paige has her name on the stalker and they fly mm-hmm. similar.
0: But maybe mm-hmm. Chris could bring it back. But yeah, definitely going to be fun um, to call that? If Chris
1: brings back just, the zombie. If he just literally just is throwing zombies. You're going to hear Terry. are going to have Terry on air is going to be like, and that disc he's throwing, he actually mentioned it's the zombie.
0: Yeah, interesting to see him trying to bring it back. Connor said it first. <laughs> yeah, Connor said it first. Connor has an intellectual property on intellectual that. Intellectual property on um, <laughs> But yeah, so that's definitely gonna be a fun storyline to keep an eye on. And it, it like you said, it's gonna be kind of weird to see some of them. But another thing that I was reading through the caddy book, it's like a two hundred page caddy book. Love it. Um, but Who's the pay- reading that thing I did. Other uh, nerd. <laughs> the payout <laughs> for this year is somewhat interesting, but we gotta keep an eye on it because right now it's a draft, quote unquote. They highlighted in the caddy book, additional cash is expected to be added to meet PDGA payout requirement and they put a parenthesis or another $10,000 to the elite pool. But then this part's the interesting thing. Due to very high spectator accommodation costs, over $45,000 and low spectator pass sales, as of the printing of this caddy book, a very conservative payout was estimated for printing. Mm -hmm. Um, So the biggest takeaway here is the draining of funds from quote unquote spectator accommodation costs. Not clear exactly what this means, I'm hoping like forty five thousand dollars I'm hoping that's like rental of the property I would but like why so. wouldn't you why wouldn't you say rental the property i think that i think that like the, why uh, spectator accommodation just confuses me because
1: that's such a weird i think the phrasing. i feel like the events that run events on golf courses and I think there's a lot of pros to it um don't get me wrong like you're dealing with a private entity instead of a public park and things of that nature um but I think something like they, I think they wouldn't want to admit that they have to pay that much to rent it, because then there might be like local clubs that are like, well, why aren't you having your courses here? And then there yeah. might be fans that are like, well, why are you doing? So, well,
0: what's also interesting about it is like because of it being an elite series event and have the AM side, it like throughout it, it highlights what all these different companies donated, and it kind of gives like an interesting look because like they have three hundred thousand dollars in sponsorships. Yeah. but only 78,000 of that is actually in cash. And if yeah. you look at like Enova's the title sponsor and they don't their sponsorship is worth $131,000. But zero of it was in cash. And mm-hmm. it looked like about 4,000 of it was in like disks to sell or something like that. So you could you could call that cash, but not really. Right. They didn't it looked like out of the 130 some thousand unless it, it wasn't clearly reported, yeah. none of it was it, them writing a it check. It
1: probably cost them half of that. Well yeah, well
0: 63,000 yeah. was player pack sponsorship, yeah which probably cost in of a 10-15 grand. Yeah. Um because I mean player pack sponsorship is like retail and then you add a little bit to it because you're like, yeah yeah, I mean this bag that's not available anywhere, we could definitely sell it for 65 bucks." Player packs are wild. Yeah. So, anyways, that that's kind of irrelevant, but 300,000 in sponsorship, 78,000 in reported in cash, but then $20,000 is being used as added cash across Elite Series and A tier in the draft. So what I'm assuming is you have the 20000 and then I'm assuming that the 78000 reported in cash, $45,000 of that is being used for the spectator accommodations cost, which leaves you at 33000 or so. And then you have 20000 being used in added cash. And then that's where I'm guessing they're saying another 10000 is expected to be added to the Elite pool. So we'll have to revisit this on Monday once the official payout comes out because like if the official payout ends up being what's the like projected draft payout, mm-hmm. it's pretty abysmal for a pro it's, tour. It's bad. Yeah, it's fifteen hundred dollars less than Eagle won last year. First place takes home five hundred dollars less than Page won last year. First place would take home, but again, I'm I'm assuming this was just like. Hey, we're it's no chance it's lower than this. It's gonna be higher than this, but we need to just put numbers on paper so you at least have the rough idea.
1: Right? Uh, yeah, we don't want to see purse numbers going backwards while no. player contracts are going up a billion percent.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. so we'll definitely have to keep an eye on it because in the caddy book it said official payout will will be announced Sunday morning. So. That's, Monday we'll have to wait to we'll wait to hear that
1: out. So you're gonna like you're gonna know what you're playing
0: for on Sunday.
1: Well I'm assuming it's because they're I'm wake, assuming it's because they wake waiting. up with a ten stroke lead and you're like, All right,
0: I get to figure out what I have a yeah. chance to win today. <laughs> I'm surprised that's within the PDj rules. But maybe maybe It's like entrapment. Maybe the Elite series will like <laughs> post maybe the Elite series will post earlier and then like Sunday mornings like for ams or so. No, because AMs are already posted. It was just top three, it was trophy only. I don't know. Uh not hundred percent sure. But Regardless, Monday, we'll know what the official payout was, and then we can go into the numbers if necessary. Uh, don't make them do But it. as of don't right now, they, that's what we have. I'm just... The spectator accommodation costs $45,000. If that's to rent the property, it makes sense. I don't like it. That's why I think we need to get away from golf courses. more. So, Not as much the style of play, as much as it is the just expense of being there. Right. But if that's not what it costs to rent the property... And the rental property is somewhere else in the books. Forty five thousand dollars. Tents and ropes. Well, Brody did say like there's a lot of fencing and stuff like that. That he said it feels like the spectators will never be like. It feels like they're gonna be very removed. But when you look through, one of the sponsors was like a like a vent fencing company, I forget what they're technically called, but all of their donations were in like forgivable Products. of rental fee. Right. When it comes to like the fences, the barrier, stuff like that. Cause when Gosh. I was reading through it, I read all of that and I was like, what the heck do they need barriers and stuff like that for? Yeah. And then Brody explained, like, oh, they're using barriers and stuff like that to hold So that shouldn't be the forty five thousand dollars. Right. Fingers crossed. That's going to at to least the, the
1: money has at least they gave it a name and it's well not yeah like, well it's not like also where we're just like where is it
0: well also at least it was very easy to find all the money like if yeah. you wanted to go through you could find exactly like the seventy eight thousand reported in cash they just gave a percentage so like three hundred thousand dollars came in this is what forty some percent of it was cash so that's how I got to seventy eight thousand but if I wanted to get like real nitty gritty each sponsorship page had a breakdown of what they gave mm-hmm. so you could give that's why like there is one sponsor that gave. I think it's like five thousand dollars but it was like to the women's pools so when you look at it you'll see like women uh it'll be like added cash for fpo and then there's like an additional uh, i forget what they called it but like basically women's fund that was by one of the sponsors but you can go through sponsor by sponsor and see it so i love the transparency there yeah because i'm not sitting here going because if i would have been looking here and all i would have seen was seventy eight thousand and at reported in cash And I wouldn't have seen the 45,000 to spectator accommodation or any of that. I'd be looking at it like, how is there 20,000 being added to added cash? But we know there's 78,000 in cash. Like, I'd be like, where the heck's the 58 grand? Now it's at least like really easy to track and be like, oh, this is exactly what they're doing. There it is. Uh, so I did really like that in the caddy book. I hope more tournaments are a little more transparent with that. Either let us know nothing or let us know everything. Because if you let us know a little bit, it's terrifying. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yes. Don't you don't want to like just barely peel the curtain back unless you got a lot to hide back here. It's better just keep the curtain completely closed and yeah. we can't question it. <laughs> get, if you peel it back a blessed. little bit and you don't give us
2: everything, the then it's mis- just like immediately going to be like these well, guys be, are these guys just stole yeah. fifty eight so thousand dollars. Mystery <laughs> just makes it sound so much worse. Yeah, exactly yeah, the, the, just our our the mysterious the
0: mysterious. Uh, not know. It's kind of like uh, in Scooby-Doo. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> when they like find someone yeah. and he like pulls <laughs> head off and they're like, oh, <gasps> It was you, but like the whole mystery of not knowing who it was the whole time is like what draws you to keep looking for it. And you figure it out, you're like, oh, it was just the car salesman down the street.
1: The whole time.
0: <laughs> the whole time. It's just 45,000 know I mean? It was just a spectator accommodation fee the whole time. It was always they the would've accommodation fee. have got away fee. with it too. Yeah, if it wasn't for these meddling kids and their podcast. <laughs> um, the other, I mean, this is probably the biggest storyline, if I'm being completely honest with you. The European return. Several notable MPO and FPO players will be in attendance this year, to name a few of them. Linus Carlson, we talked about him. Seppo Payu, he's back. Seppo, like, Seppo is one of the players that, honestly, like, obviously, the pandemic was a shame for every, every player in general. But Seppo, I think, was one that got uniquely hurt in a way, because if you remember, pre-pandemic... He was, like, becoming, like, everyone's favorite. Like, people were talking yeah. about... He, people were watching his YouTube content, his vlogs, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Everyone loved him. Then Torgit shut down all of that disc golf booms. But, like, Seppo's not on everyone's lips. And, like right. no one's talk- and then he wasn't able to come back. So, like, he was kind of like Kevin Jones to a certain extent before Kevin Jones. Yeah. Almost felt like it. Yeah. Uh, so, Seppo's back. Hopefully, you know, he comes back and people you know re-fall in love with him becomes a fan favorite again uh albert tam bazooka guy he's back silver lot and when silver's there you know that means kristen's coming kristen tatar henna evelina those are some of the more notable ones i have, I have a feeling there's going to be some names that we don't know yet or don't think are going to be as big yet and then find out yeah. like
1: oh shoot i'm sure there'll be at least a few surprises in Yeah, there.
0: um but i mean obviously the the biggest is Kristen Henna, Evelina. Yeah. Silas just decided to start doing construction <laughs> as soon as he walked in. So I don't know. I, I don't know if that came through, but I mean, the guy just took out a jackhammer over there. Um, but Kristen Henna, Evelina, those are the three big notable ones on the MPO side. It's going to be interesting to kind of see where they fall in because we don't quite know how they stack up against the field. Yeah, they, nothing sticks out
1: for me for the MPO field, but. I it wouldn't surprise me if I'm sure somebody at least someone's going to do is going to do better than we expected them to and be like, Oh, they need to be on our radar. Yeah. But yeah, I think the FPO, I mean, we've probably overhyped. it. I definitely have been overhyping it.
0: Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent.
1: Cause like they're a hundred well, percent going to be more really good
0: under hype and let us be surprised or no. overhype and have a chance of being like, you fricking told y'all. Yeah. <laughs> they,
1: I mean, like they're for sure going to be good. Yeah. But I, I mean, I'm when I'm talking about it, I, I have them like, dominating. No,
0: I think long. I think that we're basically just expanding Katrina Allen and Paige Pierce into 5 players now. Yeah. Instead of
1: just two. I mean, I and I keep saying this, but I'll be darned. If if anybody I almost want to put like put a bet down, but like I really Let's do it. I don't know what to put on the line. I'll go against you. Put something on the line. If anybody beats Okay. If anybody beats all 5 of them at a tournament, all 5 of them are there and somebody beats all of them. What would it be like? Let's just
0: put Chick Fil A on the line. Okay. We started the year last year with a Chick Fil A bet. Okay. It ended okay. at It'll Las be, Vegas Challenge. Loser
1: buys Chick Fil A. Loser buys Chick Fil A. So you just need somebody to be every single one of them,
0: and no injuries either. They have to play yeah, the sure. whole event. All
1: five. I mean, of I'm them. gonna
0: owe you Chick Fil A. There's no chance, but I mean, it's not impossible. But, but I'll it take it just for the impossible. fun, just for the fun of the of because it the used be, of the fight. It you know? used to be Eye like, of the Tiger. Because like
1: how many events did Paige and Cat lose last year? Just two of them. Now you got five of them. Yeah. like It's going to be really tough to beat all of them. Yeah. So, Chick fil A. What's really going to be, this would be bad and good for me is when like COVID regulations get stiffer and then they can't play the tournaments and then I win the bet because not all five of them are at any Oh, game. no. I'm,
0: I'm, I'm understanding that Let's there's say, like five ev- of okay, it. Let's set a minimum of three events. Minimum that they're of all three at. events, they all have to be there. Okay. Whew, man. That's, <laughs> that does not help me. I should have set the minimum way higher, but too late. Well, we'll be realistic with it. I want the bet to hit. I want to buy you Chick fil A. I want to treat you. All right. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, So three events are all there. I mean, there's no chance that I'm going to owe you Chick-fil-A. I might as well go ahead and Venmo you for it right now. But definitely going to be fun to watch. And the cards have already been posted. The FPO lead card, feature card, that's going to be broadcasted uh, live. I'm I'm still interested to see how the live broadcast works, like how much they're going to be just following that card. I'd imagine in this case they're going to be following it a lot. But they'll, they'll, how yeah. much they'll jump around.
1: I don't even know, but I want to see another card. Yeah, that card exactly. Is loaded.
0: It's going to be Paige Pierce, Kristen Tatar, Evelina Solonen, and Henna Blomroos. I can't wait. I that wish is... there was a fifth spot so that Katrina Allen could be on there too. But hey, we got the four we needed.
1: I, that is going to be incredible yeah, to
0: watch. Yeah, it, it's the card of the year. Card of right the off, year. Right off the get-go. The card of the year. Card of the year. Question is, here you go. Here's it. Connor, we'll get you in on this bet. Can't wait. What? what something you want to put on the line?
2: I think I need to hear the butt, no. the butt
1: first. Your gumballs, all of them.
2: I don't care about it. Oh, your much. whole gumball. I need to get rid of all those. Your dude. whole They're jar of gumballs. So Are, Are you, you willing like, to put it up? One of like, your
0: plants. One of your plants. I ate
2: like four gumballs yesterday. The gumballs
0: move from your desk to my desk.
2: I don't, can you see the gumballs? Probably, Probably not. There. It doesn't
1: matter. One of yeah, your either. Give me one of your succulents. No. no.
0: Okay, no. The gumballs move from your desk to my desk okay. if this bet hits. I don't even all know right. what I'm about to say. I can't wait. But, well, do you want to be you want going to be four? Okay. Um, I'm, Can you just tell me no, the bet? No, no. Because once I tell you, then you're going to just pick I'm a against, side. I'm
2: against. I'm against. You're against it. I'm
0: against you. Okay, so if... If, if Paige wins it all this year. No. <laughs> no, if, if during the Las Vegas challenge, if this card, the lead card from round one, is the exact lead card for round two, three, or four, oh. at any point, those four Ooh. are the top four in the event, I get your gumballs.
2: Can I still eat the gumballs?
0: Off oh, absolutely! Your desk? I I don't even think I can have it. I it just has to, to be it. the
1: lead card mm. one more time. One more time. Round.
2: Those four bet taken
0: yeah that's I a pretty accept. that's a pretty even you, you, bet I feel yeah like. you yeah, get I the I mean, gumballs i have no possession over because all you need They're is one on of them you just
1: need one of those four to collapse and odds are on a card of four it's not typical for like all four of them yeah i'm just, just saying like the
0: there's
2: a chance that i'm those really are the top not four very finishers. passionate about those gumballs <laughs> i'm are. not either You're <laughs> just downplaying. i just wanted i
0: wanted something on the line all right there we go it's on the
2: line and i care about them so much here we go heck yeah
0: all he wanted was the gumballs on his desk man all right so there you have it we got two someone keep track of those Uh, I'm tracking it. (laughs) All right. One thing that I was excited about with this show is I took a little deep dive into the stats at last year's event and then uh, wanted to figure out what stats directly correlated to playing well at these courses. Birdies. and um, what I found was, was pretty obvious but we'll start with <laughs> yeah <laughs> I was going
1: to say is it birdies no. and keeping it inbound? No.
0: less throws no. yeah <laughs> hey don't steal my that's thunder that's,
1: that's messed clear. up dude no, no alright
0: MPO sorry. keys to victory for the Las Vegas challenge first off we got being aggressive so OB rate out here actually doesn't have a ton of correlation to finishing position some of the higher oh, that's a good one that's Hunter. a good stat thank you good job <laughs> some of the higher OB rates were still able to be in the top 20 instead instead Instead, strokes gained T to green was what mattered out there and going OB near the basket was a better sign than being safe in the fairway all day. So the players who's going to push towards the top need to be going for shots risking the OB because Eagle won with one of the highest OB rates in the tournament. Or no, page one. We'll get to that later. Uh, also, secondary thing is give yourself opportunities. This is a very high birdie rate tournament, and players have to be in position to capitalize as often as possible. Circle two and regulation is the stat to look at for this. Players that are able to regularly give themselves looks inside of Circle Two will be able to pull ahead of the field. On the FBO side, similar tournament, but I think one of the biggest keys out here is controlled distance. Players with big arms are at a huge advantage out there, obviously, but the players that don't have big arms have to focus on keeping it in the fairway. Paige was able to win last year with like one of the worst OB rates, but it was because she was able to get within circle two for a look on 75% of the holes.
1: I remember that because I remember own being like just playing like the steady as you go, like stay in bounds game. I'm sure yeah. her OB rate was super low, but she still came in fourth. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you got to be able to throw Well, four. that
0: was the biggest thing that top finishers had in common when you take Paige's OB rate out was the fairway hit percentage. So mm-hmm. being in control of the disc is much more important on FPO than it was on MPO, it seemed like. But the secondary point to win is the same as MPO. you got to give yourself opportunities. It's going to take a lot of birdies to win. Uh, it didn't take a lot of birdies to be in the top 10, but to win last year... Page and Cat were almost 20 strokes clear of the field. Uh, it takes a lot of birdies to win. And some of the best putting percentages last year finished outside the top 20 because they were putting for pars and bogeys and not for birdies. So putting percentage wasn't important, mainly because the people who had great putting percentages weren't putting themselves in with opportunities for birdies. So both, both MPO and FPO got to give themselves F, uh, opportunities. And then on MPO, they need to be aggressive. And on FPO, they got to control the disc out there. So with that being said, now that we have those stats, that's what to look for when you're looking through UDisc disk and trying to see who's making a charge up the leaderboard. And it's also something to look at when you're making some predictions in fantasy, uh, skip base leagues or anything like that. But um, let's get into predictions ourselves. We're going to predict the top three on MPO and FPO, and then we'll get into our Dark Horse pick. We have a little bit of a twist on the Dark Horse pick for this year. We'll explain that when we get to it. We'll start with our MPO top three. You want me to go first or you, Trevor? I'm the go first. Do you have a top three, Connor, you?
2: I'll no. just roll one out. You, you'll just pick off a Dark Horse pick. What are
0: we... You got to at least have a Dark Horse pick.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I would love to do that. I just forgot we were doing that. Um, so I don't have one right now. Unbelievable. But we're going to throw one.
0: you on the spot when we get there. Can't All wait. right, MPO predictions. First off, uh, I'll go first. So I think Ricky's coming oh. out of the gates hot this year. I think Ricky's taking this thing down. Uh, I don't think
2: that's a bad take. I do not think that's a bad take. I don't
0: either. That's why I did it. Uh, I think Calvin is going to end up in second... I think Calvin is also going to be hungry, and I've got Eagle coming in third. Eagle dominated last year, but I think Ricky and Calvin are going to push him. I do want to make a note, though, to watch out for Dickerson out there. I almost snuck him into my top three, but I didn't just because he doesn't have history on these courses. Um, But I do think he's a player to watch for, but I got Ricky, Calvin, Eagle, my one, two, three. Okay. Um,
1: Pretty stupid, but... (laughs) No, I mean, it is the first event of the year. This is one of the hardest... Picks uh, of the year, for that reason, are you good? I got so tangled. <laughs> I got so
0: up my headphone cord. I almost fell out of my chair I, I uh, it.
1: I'm going with the hot hand, um, and a guy I think is going to have a bounce back season this year, and that's Calvin Heinberg. I think he's going to win. Uh, he had the hot round at the All Star event. You know, he's he's typically pretty good out at, at this event. Who wasn't well. at the All Star event? Say who wasn't? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know Ricky wasn't oh, there. Okay, but that means he's not the hot hand. That's why I just said. The hot hand. I've got Ricky mm. in my top three. But number two, I have Chris Dickerson.
0: Ah, oh, you snuck him into your top three.
1: I I really think Dickerson is going to be good this season. I mean, he's always consistent. Um I, I don't know. I, he just he just always feels good in your top every time I decide to put him in my top three, which isn't enough, he always comes through for me. So I'm going with him. And then we, we honestly need to keep a points record this year. Well let's do it. let and then my my third, I have Ricky Waisaki. I because He's another guy that's so easy to put in the top three because he's consistent. I think, um, but yeah, I think this year we we always do these picks, and a lot of times we are awful. But uh, we need to keep track. So I guess like if you get if you get a, we'll do it like they do Wordle. So if you get a player correct but they're not in the right spot, you get one point. If you get a player correct and in the correct spot, you get three points.
2: Okay, all right, I've got my pick. Oh, you got your dark horse pick? No, my top three. Oh, you're doing your top three? Yeah, I, I do have top three. I like the I like the Ricky first. I I agree with you there. I'm gonna go Dickerson second, and then Calvin third. So uh, I've got Ricky, Calvin, Eagle. Serious? That's not the same thing you said, is it? No. No, we
0: all have Ricky and Calvin in our top three. But I'm the only one that's got Eagle in my top three, and I think it's going to play well for we subbed out Eagle for Dickerson. All right, let's get into FPO. I think FPO actually might be more interesting. Actually, definitely going to be more interesting at this event than MPO, or at least harder to predict. Um, I'm going with Kristen Tatar, right out the gates. I think Kristen's going to come out with a win here. Uh, I do think it's going to be close between her and Paige. And then after looking at last year's field and after watching this player at the All-Star event, Katrina Allen's my third place. I think we go Silly. Kristen, Paige, Katrina... Evelina and Hannah are going to be very interesting to watch and see how they stack up against the field. Evelina, but we haven't we haven't seen it in so long that I don't want to put true. them in my top three.
1: The last event, and they, go against what the I last know. time they played at Las Vegas, they went two three. They did, and that's tough for me to ignore. And I'm going with the European invasion for my top three right. because I'm the European players to the moon for me. Um, I've got Evelina number one, Hannah number two, and Kristen number three. Dang, I think the
0: disrespect,
1: and I and I think that. The the first U.S. born player outside of that that top three is at least three strokes back of them.
0: Mm. Dang, even going deeper, jeez. <laughs> I don't
1: I don't think I actually believe that, but I'm gonna yeah, just on. speaking I'm just it putting into it out there. I'm just putting <laughs> it out there. All right, this is what I want to see. I guess Connor,
2: I what, what do you got? I'm hey, not gonna, I'm not gonna take a pick right now, or I'm not gonna take a, I'm not gonna pick my Why? top three.
0: You have to if you want to be in the points. Okay. Do you want to just for you can forfeit all I mean, points? You just get I'll zero. For, just I'll forfeit you can, all points. You, I want
2: to. I want to be more informed for next time. Just I mean. I mean, you you can we just, just kind of throw a, something at a wall. And you can pick six. any of those players, and it's yeah. You not got five players to <laughs> pick
0: from, and you can throw Haley King in there too if you want. Okay. All right. Um, None of those combinations are going to be bad.
2: <laughs> what? I don't know what he's doing. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> all right. I'm going cat. Oh my gosh, idiot. Evelina. Are you kidding me?
1: Evelina never comes in second. Yeah. I think I picked her in second. Katrina no, Allen
2: literally
0: really. hasn't won a tournament in three years.
2: And then there we go. I'll throw Haley King in there. And Haley has—I mean, those was a great pick. Like, like I said, you can't—you can't mess it up. I just—I wanted to be able to make that with being. I was hoping more first event of the year. More I elbowed
0: Trevor because I was hoping he was going to jump on the train of just making you feel stupid, and he didn't. So then I, I just looked like a jerk. I didn't know what we were doing. But
2: I do—I do indeed feel stupid.
0: First no, you event shouldn't. of the year. You picks. can't make bad picks because, no.
1: like, there is no really infram- Like, I basically just picked based on Katrina Allen looked great at the All Star event. Mm-hmm. so, like, yeah,
0: no, there's no reason to think she's not gonna come out here and play very well. yeah, just, and just she's check. also the reigning world just champion history, and got but. snubbed from uh oh history like when she lost by one stroke last year to Paige Pierce. Yeah, she, uh, she, she also got win. snubbed from the feature card. This I'm year. still so I'm she still might have a wounded, chip on her shoulder
2: I'm still wounded from the one time that you guys made up a oh, yeah. uh, an event oh. to have a dark horse pick for. That was, really and so that was I'm, very funny. I'm convinced Anytime you ask for my opinion on anything, well, it's just a part of a prank.
0: That's actually, there's not even a tournament tomorrow. We started this whole show just to, <laughs> <laughs> just to prank you. I'm not you. even recording.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, Dark Horse Pick. Uh, uh, we'll come to you last. Let me I'm going to explain the parameters around it so you have a fair chance to pick. Okay. Uh, so, Dark Horse Pick this year, what we realized is last year it was sub-thousand rated. This year, there's not nearly as many sub-thousand rated players getting into tournaments, and so... There's a lot of great opportunities for Dark Horse Picks that are just overlooked if we do it that way. So instead, we're going to use the UDisc World Rankings, and your Dark Horse Pick just has to be outside the top 50 players in the world going into the event. Yes. So, And then it's the same thing as last year. Our three picks, it's just whoever finishes the best out of our three picks gets the win for that week. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to start it off. I think this is probably the easiest pick for this tournament. No. Brody Smith, ranked 78th in the world right now. Wow. He came top 25 last year. He throws farther now. He's putting better now. Last year, he didn't have a circle two putt. Now he has that step putt. Stepper.
1: Stepper's dangerous. I mean... No, you can't go wrong. I, I
0: think I, I think Brody's got a great chance of coming top 25 again, and like that's going to be a pretty good finish for a dark horse pick.
1: That's a good one. I, uh, I've got Colt Montgomery. I saw him. He's like 60 or 61st in the world. That's and a great I, one. And then I noticed that he finished... 13th last year Mm. at this tournament so like that i mean that was enough for me he's he's typically like pretty consistent he'll hang around
2: let's see what connor's got here let's see what connor's got i gotta find out (laughs) if they're in the top 50 that's the hard part who is it before you could just scroll down i'll
0: you i'll just have the world ranking picked up and you just read their name before you
2: kind of just scroll down and choose whoever wasn't in the top 50 well, yeah. What I what I did
1: is I just went to the UDIS rankings and then looked for players that I liked and then made sure they were playing the event.
0: All right. So read a name and I'll tell you.
2: Are you going to tell me if they're in the ranking or are they going to be
0: ranking? Is what I'm looking. at. I get Ooh, the can I?
2: Okay, hold on. I want to see if somebody's playing. Is uh is is Albert Tam playing? Yeah. He is. Yes. You can take Albert Tam. I'm he ta- is.
1: I almost took him, so.
2: I'm taking Albert Tam then. I, I like take, that's Albert Tam. That's a great pick, too. Good pick. I like him a lot. All right, though. so there you go. We got Dark Horse, Colton he's Montgomery. Bazooka, he's a Bazooka guy. Bazooka right? guy. Albert Tam. Why is he bazooka and, guy? Because he made, he a, made a jump putt putt and then, and then, That's p- right. That's right. It was uh, awesome. I, I lost got it well. so
0: we got Brody, Colton, Albert Tom, Albert I think it is Albert, Albert Tom.
1: Tom. Tom? Tam, Tom. People have said it both ways. I've heard
0: it both ways. Psych reference. I want some I really want
1: some like european or like estonian disc golf merch i think it we almost so- bought some that one time I know. remember i want some like i want like the the finnish flag like on it or something I, it'd be so cool it would be very cool i'm on i'm on the european train
0: all right well there you have it that is the preview for the las vegas challenge uh be sure to tune in uh on the disc golf network if you're following there jomez gk pro gatekeeper they'll have next day coverage coming out obviously the next day um, also if you are a fan of like being in an interactive community, talking back and forth with people who are also watching the event, check out our discord links in the description down below. We have a live tournament chat that just pops off. They're eager, uh, ready to get ready to get the season going again. And then Trevor and I possibly Connor some too, will be live tweeting, uh, as much as possible throughout the event. Uh, it starts tomorrow, 2 24, um, I believe it's 12 p.m. Eastern time is when the feature card for FPO goes off. You're not going to want to miss it. So if you and if you're a PDGA member, oh, yeah. reminder: Las Vegas Challenge is free for you. Live coverage-wise on the Disc Golf Network. Are they doing any rounds on YouTube? Final round. Final rounds on YouTube all year. Yeah. Yep. So the final round will be free live over on YouTube as well. But. There you have it. Hopefully you enjoyed this show. Let us know any feedback you have in the description down below or in the comments down below if you have like a different segment or something else you want us to cover or if we talk too long on something. Let us know. We really appreciate it. This is somewhat of a newer newer show and uh, well, same yes. show, newer format yeah. and we're just uh, kind of putting feelings out there, seeing what people think and uh, yeah, we had a good time. Hopefully you all did too. We'll talk to you on Monday. Deuces.